Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Hueo. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, we want to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of our podcast family. If you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to share your favorite episode with someone. It really does help our podcast grow. Good afternoon. How are you today? It is so good to see you. It really is. I know today, it just happened to be the day I meet with you. It's election day. Isn't that the weirdest thing? November 3rd. Oh, I'm ready for this to be over. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I think everybody feels that way. I think everybody's tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a person out there right now that would want this to carry on past 11 o'clock tonight. I'm hoping we have a clear, concise answer on which way we're going as a country. We just call it a day at 11 p.m. And I know that's early, and I know that that's very uh, optimistic of me, but I'm pretty much done with it already, so <laughs> I am. I'm done with it. I voted. Yeah, I went and I voted in person. Mm hmm. It's very easy. You just go down to your, well, at least I do in Ohio. You just go down to the Board of Elections and uh, in your county that you live in. And they were great. They went and got my ballot. And I went over and I voted and handed it back in. And I was done. I took, um, it was an odd day. I took uh, my dog with me, Buster. And uh, I was going to get him a cheeseburger or something, you know, like a little treat. And I don't like to spoil him too much. Plus, it's not good for him, you know. And the summer when they're running around a lot, then I was thinking, you know, I'm, maybe once a week is even a lot to give him that kind of a snack. And uh, I don't know. But he was good. He sat in the car and waited for me. And, uh, yeah, I left them alone. He had the windows cracked and everything, and it was a rainy day, so I could only crack the windows just enough, you know, because of the rain. And I thought I was only going to be in there a minute. But there were so many people voting, and, it, and I'm one of those people, I really don't care who you vote for. I really don't. As, as long as you don't challenge me on who I'm voting for, you know, we could debate who to vote for if you feel the need to challenge me on my vote. But I think it's just, we're so complex in this, this country and politics and our way of life. 
and everything is just so complex in the modern world, you're not really voting for change. You're voting for direction. You're voting to make a decision on which way you're going to push the country. Are you going to push it a little bit this way or push it a little bit that way? Now, I don't know if it's clear that I'm not a big fan of the last four years of what has been going on in my government. And that's not arrogant on my part. I just don't appreciate a lot of the things that are being said and done in my name. And I'm pretty fed up with it. But at the same time, I understand that back in 2016, people voted to push the country in a certain direction. Well, we've done that. And four whole years have gone by. Now, it's up to you. It really is not to, to vote so much. Well, I want this guy or this party to win or whatever. What do you really want the country to do? Which direction do you think the country should go in? Do you do you like where we're going right now? Because if you like what's going on right now, just vote your conscience. And I could care less because I think you should definitely vote the way you want to vote. And if you think what's going on right now is great, go ahead and vote that way. Now, I would like to change course. I don't like exactly what's going on right now. So I would vote to change course. That doesn't mean that, that I'm your enemy. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends. And it certainly doesn't mean we can't sit down and have a, a, a beer or a meal together. I don't think. Now, some people it does. There are people out there that have chosen over the last year, year or two to make it clear to me that they don't no longer want to be associated with me for different reasons. Mostly because they've been holding their tongue long enough and they wanted to make sure they let me know exactly how they feel about me about certain things. Well, I would say to somebody like that, if you feel that I'm evil or I'm a bad person, like a criminal or uh, <laughs> the devil, I'm the devil. Look out, everybody. It's the devil. Just because I voted a certain way, I think I don't want you in my life. It's not a matter of you um, choosing not to have anything to do with me. It's I don't think I want people who think I'm a criminal or a Satanist or a devil worshiper or a evil person or a serial killer, for God's sake. I don't think I want people who, because I choose to not agree with them on certain things in life, doesn't make me a bad person. But if you choose to decide that I am, well, then you shouldn't have anything to do with me. So that's the problem here. I don't care who you vote for, but if you think I'm a bad person for it, then why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to anyone? You should not talk to at least half the people you come across in your daily life are just like me. And so 
every other person you should despise. Uh, without judgment. Without even attempting to get to know them. Because one out of two people in this country don't agree with you. So, if you want to go down that road, you see where it's going to limit? It's definitely going to limit who gets invited to Thanksgiving dinner. I can I can promise you that. And I'm not having anybody at my house on Thanksgiving uh, that wants to argue or call me names or talk to me in a derogatory fashion. So it doesn't break my heart to tell somebody to move on in their life. And the reason I say that is I don't choose to look at people that way. I don't. I have many, 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 many close friends that don't agree with me on many, many things. But they're my friends because I want them in my life. They don't have to agree with me. Now, it is nice when we can agree on things, because then we can discuss matters. But I've noticed even when someone agrees with you on something, nowadays, it's, it's this is like a weird thing I've noticed lately. You come across somebody that actually agrees with you on, well, it doesn't matter, politics, religion, whatever. And every time you say, you know, something, they, they say, well, I agree with that. Like, they automatically just agree with you. And then they go, but, there's always a caveat, but. And then they explain to you why you need to really, really understand and believe it. And I'm like, this isn't a belief thing. This isn't a win-lose argument thing. I just feel this way about something, and I have looked into it, and I found the information on it and I've made a valued decision and I there's no but to it there's no you know oh I agree with you but and the reason I'm bringing this up is even when people agree with me nowadays like they agree with what I'm I say well I'm gonna vote this way or I'm gonna do this because of this or that or the other thing or I'm tired of this or that or the other thing well that's great I agree with you but then they argue with you. We have turned ourselves into this argumentative, angry, hateful group of people. We really have. I have to be careful when I start a conversation because I got to make sure what I can say and not say because I got to know what the other person's all about because. You think it's bad when they don't agree with you. Well, that conversation is usually pretty short. But when somebody agrees with you, it turns into an hour-long dissertation on why you really don't know why you are agreeing with me. And it's like, I think you're just yelling and arguing because nobody else will yell and argue with you. So you're asking me to do it for you? I don't know. But... It's, you know, this is like a therapy for me, like self-reflection on election day and realizing I'd rather run into somebody who's voting for the opposition and voting against me. 
because I could actually have a short conversation with them and then we would go, okay, well, let's just move on from there. And that would be the end of the conversation. But if somebody agrees with me, <laughs> they are so angry at the other side. They want to make sure they get all their points across. And since you agree with them on who to vote for or what issue to vote for or how to vote or on some other religious or political matter, they have an opportunity to finally tell all of their talking points. And they'll be damned if they're going to be held back <laughs> from telling you everything that they feel. They, they just, it's a chance because we agree to get all of their arguments out on the table and test them for validity and facts and strength. And I've noticed that that's the worst conversation sometimes. It goes on and on. They have to get the last word in and they always one-up you, like they have to one-up the conversation. And this is funny because I'm talking about people who agree with me. People who don't agree with me, I just, either I write them off or we choose not to discuss it. And I think that's a, you know, a kind way to handle it. You know, if we, let's choose to not agree. Okay? But if we agree, it turns into this... And unending, endless debate on how I really don't understand what the issues are. <laughs> I keep saying, yes, but I agree with you. I know you agree with me, but you need to know this. And I know you agree with me, but you need to know this. Yeah, but it's worse than that. You need to understand this. And I just sit there and shake my head. What has, what has happened to us? Well, when I was younger, and, and I'm not making this up, when I was younger, you know, election time would come along, and you'd get a little interested in it and watch maybe a little bit of information on it. But basically, you had an idea who you are going to vote for. Now it's just this horrible, horrible, almost two-year process. We vote a dummy in there. And, and they're dummies. They really are. you got to be the dumbest son of a bitch in the world to want to be president of the United States. Because it's got to be the worst job in the world, if you ask me. The guys go in there all full of piss and vinegar with the wife and the kids and strutting around and pound their chest and beat their chest. Then when they're leaving, they look like somebody just beat them with a bag of hammers. <laughs> their hair's all falling out and they're just look like they age 10 years and they're just broken down and everybody hates it. Everybody hates them. Even their own people hate them because they didn't do what they were supposed to do or, you know. And it just turns into this whole thing where the person is just a miserable wreck when they get out. And they don't do anything when they get out of being president. They usually just build a library and talk about how they got beat with a bag of hammers for four to eight years. I mean, that's basically their whole history. <laughs> Nothing before, 
and nothing came after their presidency. They just spent four or eight years uh, getting the tar kicked out of them by everyone. Their own people, their opposition party, everyone. <laughs> so I lost track of where I was at. But it's the most you know horrible office in the world. But we spend all two, almost two years voting these guys in. And then a year goes by, everybody bitching and moaning. And then you get a kind of a break for about a year. And then they start, well, somebody's going to have to run against this guy. we got to start getting excited about it. That's two, two, two years out. 24 months before we even get to sit down and put our pencil to a piece of paper and write in a vote. Or a pen. I think I voted with a pen this year. Now, sometimes I voted with a pencil, I swear, but this, I was, like, really kind of, like, paying attention how I voted and how they counted my vote and everything. And I had a pen this year, but I thought in the past we had a pencil. It's kind of weird. But anyway, um, you scratch those little circles in where I go, and then they just shove it into a machine. You know, it's like when you were kids and you took those tests. You have to cir do the little circles. You can't really miss who you voted for. I mean, that's, you know, you press, put the pen practically through the paper just to make sure the mark is in there. You can't erase it and change my vote. And and, and there's no fraud. This the, the whole thing is just, you know, people are voting. Leave it alone. And when it's all over, what did the people say? Okay, they voted. This guy won. That Good, get out. Go home. You know, it didn't work out. Shut up. But that's not going to happen, because no matter, we've got it now where, okay, so now we've got it where it's going to take two years to figure out who we get to vote for on November 3rd, and now, starting last election, the election was, you know, invalid, uh, there was cheating going on, and all this bullshit, and Tom fuckery that they made up that didn't actually exist, and, but the whole idea was, we got to get something on the other end. See, we got to get something going on the other end, get these people all lathered up, foaming at the mouth. So this election, no matter who wins, there was voter intimidation, there was illegal ballots, there was all this, it's an illegal vote, there was uh, all these people that weren't allowed to vote voted, and they're going to just harp on this, and we're going to spend a whole year figuring, so we're going to have the election on November 3rd, then we're going to spend a year figuring out if it was a valid election or not. Then we're going to have about a year in between figuring out which cronies are going to run next time, you know, to start this whole process back over again. And then we're going to have a two-year cycle of constant 24-hour news cramming it down our throat that who are we voting for two years from now, 18 months from now, a year from now? Like, I don't even give a crap anymore. And that's the problem. I really don't care. I went back in my mind. And I thought about it. And I was excited about the Clinton presidency. Because I was young. And he was a young president. And up till that point we had all these. You know we had Reagan and Bush. And it was an exciting time to see this young guy in there. With ideas and stuff. And he was reforming things like trade agreements. And um welfare and my kids got inoculations because of him 
and it was like, you know, he changed some things with healthcare that really helped, helped people. And so I got kind of excited about it. And then I kind of lost interest when, you know, Bush won and it was like, you know, and then the whole 9-11 thing really got people cranked up. And I felt he, I didn't like how he handled uh, militarily certain things. And I believe it or not, I didn't think he was, he took the right approach. And I don't want to get into it too much, but I was probably more uh, wanting a, a, a more uh, angry response than we got. Uh, I think he was tame for what I wanted. I was very vindictive over what happened on 9-11. I wanted, uh, I wanted revenge completely. And I wanted this to stop. I wanted this, this uh, terrorism and this extremism and all of it to get, to stop. Whatever that took. So, now this was a long time ago in my life, so I want you to, you know, bear with me. I got so wanting, I wanted a different path when Bush ran for his second election, and then I realized, why am I so worked up about this? Who cares? And I just quit worrying about it after Bush won re-election. I just said, you know what? Why are you letting this bother you? Well, then Barack Obama come along, and he was running against John McCain, and I didn't like the Obama-McCain ticket for some personal reasons had, and I don't want to get into that because that gets, you know, we go down the rabbit hole. And I wanted to vote for John McCain because I really liked him. And McCain lost. And I was like, eh, so what? All right. And then Obama got elected when Romney and him ran against it. Uh, so I don't care. And I really didn't care about Hillary and Trump. I thought they were kind of both cartoonish. In 2016, I thought they were both characters and cartoons of real candidates. I mean, no matter who we voted for in 2016, you were voting for a New York liberal. I don't care what state Donald Trump says he comes from now, or what Hillary Clinton says, or she's a farm girl from wherever she tries to say she's from. We were voting for two New York elitists in Trump and Hillary Clinton. So you really didn't have a choice. You had a cartoon. You had a cartoon uh, villain from reality TV, and you had this cartoon villain conspiracy theorists uh, uh, built up this 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 whole genre around. So you had no real choice in the matter, just voting for either Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck. That was what choice you had in 2016. And I'm really hoping, and this is going to sound horrible, but I'm really hoping... And I'll be honest, that I, I really hope that Joe Biden wins. But there's only one reason I want him to win. I'm tired of this this track we're on. I want Biden as president for one reason and one reason only. I could go back to not giving a crap and not caring for the next four years. I don't have to worry about every little tiny thing they're doing to disrupt every little tiny process in this country and erode my democracy and my rights away. And a lot of the problems I have with my country started with things that had happened 20 years ago that have never been corrected by the federal government on both sides. And 
I have a problem with both sides of the aisle because we have had all Democratic Congresses and all Republican Congresses with the matching presidents where they could have done some of these corrections. Like, um, they can just walk in your house uh, if you make a threat towards a, a uh, um, government official and say you're a domestic terrorist and hold you, hold you indefinitely as a domestic terrorist. I'm pretty sure those laws are still on the book from the Patriot Act. And that's the kind of stuff that needs corrected in this country. Uh, detaining citizens and some of these things that are going on right now. And uh, they can call you an enemy combatant. I don't think they call you a domestic terrorist. They can call you like a basically an enemy, uh, you know, a combatant. And they can hold you indefinitely. And you, I don't even think you get a civil trial necessarily. They could force you to have a, a military tribunal. So... I think I'm right about this now. I could be wrong, but some of these things need to be corrected. And they're not getting corrected by either side because of all this bullcrap that we fight over back and forth every day. And we need to get some clear thinking in this country and start realizing that it really isn't an R or a D. It's our confusion and our arguing and our constant bickering and our constant fighting that is allowing our civil rights and our established rights to be eroded at a record pace. And these were rights that were fought for for hundreds of years by other people who died to give you these rights. And it doesn't matter if you're what color, religion, uh, ethnicity, or anything, doesn't matter. We're all in this together, and we've got to get a grip on what's really going on. You know, public education, um, health care, jobs, uh, wages, are all getting eroded at, and our civil rights are getting eroded at, and we're not paying attention to what's going on because we're too busy arguing over who to vote for. And we've got to get all on the same page with this stuff. And it's not that hard. It really isn't. And I hope... And you might say, well, why would you even bring this up in an ASMR video? Because I think once a year or so, we do need to talk about this stuff. And today is the day to talk about it. And then... We're not going to talk about it anymore after that. And I really don't care who you vote for. In fact, I know half of you voted for the other side. So if you want to hate me for that, that's fine. But I don't hate you. And I think it's pretty brave to come right out and say who you voted for these days. Because we do live in an ugly world. But that's how strongly I feel about what's going on in this country. That we need to start getting on the same page and working some of these problems out and taking care of each other. I will say one... I won't say it. It's too rude. I was going to make a joke about COVID, but I'm not going to. You know what? I'm just worn out. This whole election cycle is just literally... Literally, it's like taking a big 
melon baller and scooping out my heart. And I'm tired of it. And I'll be glad when it's all over. If you don't want to share this podcast because it has political agenda in it or political talk in it, that's fine. But I want you to try to get to the end with me and realize I'm so fed up with this. I want it to be over. I just want it to stop. I'll take four years of mundane, reset the clock, and then we can go in a different direction. But until then, I really don't plan on even looking at the newspaper, if I can avoid it, for the next two years. That's my hope. And I want to concentrate on helping people. That's what I want to concentrate on. So, that's how I think. And if that is too rosy of glasses to look through, I apologize. But, uh, I think it's more important who that you vote than who you voted for. So, keep it up and think about what I said about things that really matter and how we need to start we need to stop arguing and start talking about things that are being done in your name as a citizen of the United States that's eroding away the rights of you and your neighbors and we need to start focusing on getting that to stop okay all right sorry Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardohuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.